What are you doing? I'm prepping for this week's show. What's, what's it sound like I'm doing? You idiot. Do you think this is 60 minutes or something? Uh, oh, oh, <laughs> uh, okay, okay, I, oh, yeah, okay, let me get this fixed. Welcome to the Vietnam Fantasy Football Talk Podcast, and now, here are your hosts, the two G's, Mark and Drew. All righty, we made it. Through how many weeks that we're going for? Yeah, well, or are we talking about? Are we talking about the radio podcast? <laughs> yeah, we're talking about the okay. Podcast. So this is actually our third week. Week no, three, third, we're getting the hang of it. Now, how much of a hang of it are we getting? <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> well, well there, there's a story behind it. Uh, we, we, this is actually the second time we've done our third podcast because some <laughs> idiot uh so, some idiot clicked on the speaker button uh for the focus right uh receiver and i did not click on the right button for the microphone so i thought i so so this better be perfect is the second time around right i'm yes I'm, yeah i'm sorry so anyway let's let's get into the let's get into the show and by the way quite the week we've got one undefeated team uh, Joe Ryan, we have one team uh, that has not won yet, and we'll hear about that team in just a bit. But what do you have to say about Mr. Joe Ryan, who is undefeated? Joe Ryan looks really solid. Uh, again, I would hate to be the person playing him each week. Concur, <laughs> concur. Uh, I'm going to jump now to the there, – there's a pack of two and two teams. There's one, two, three, four of them. Yeah, did I count right? So we got Stump, uh, you, uh, we've got uh, Thomas, it looks like, and then Landon. Man, I would not want to be playing Landon. So we've, we we are heavy in the middle, in the midsection. <laughs> That's going to be you, like, when you turn 30. I don't heavy, think so. Heavy in the midsection. So any comments about the two and twos? Yeah, because of where we are in the season and it's so, it's so uh, jumbled up, you know, anything could have in four weeks' time – uh, the standings could look completely different. There are not a lot of pushover teams, no, right? There are not. So in any anything can happen any given week. So we mentioned we've got one undefeated team. We've got one team that is winless. And by the way, this is not meant to be. Uh, we're not trying to make light of anything because we. I mean, we really do want everyone to have a good time, have fun. So let's talk a little bit about Dylan's team. So this is one of our continuing segments where we uh, really analyze a team. Right. And in this case, it's Dylan. So I'm going to let you jump in, G2. So I think Dylan's had uh, a little bit of bad luck here going into this year. And he's had two players kind of underperform, two of his best players, in fact. And one of them is Devontae Freeman, who hasn't even gotten onto the field due to a knee injury. And secondly, Keenan Allen, who has not been uh, terrible by any means, but he's way into performing what he should be expected. He, he's a top 10 wide receiver, and he's he's ranked at 30 right now. So I think overall, uh, if he could have those two players playing consistently, then he'd at least be in the conversation each week. And uh, he, he did just make a, a trade this week, which uh, I hopefully I think it benefits both sides, honestly, him and Landon. Um, we'll see if that can 
that can add a little zest to his to his lineup or even an extra flex player perchance in uh, Deshaun Jackson. What does Dylan do? What what's the strategy? Let's say you are the general manager of this team. What do you do? Do you look at win now? Try to win now? Do I look at next year? Do I do both? What do you do? You know, that's really tough because I know if it was me, then you know I would do everything that I could to to try to at least pull the season out and, and recover in some way. But I mean, we're we're in a dynasty league, and we have to think about you know the future. And so, you know, if he can find any way of getting an advantage on the next year, then maybe that's the right thing to do. It comes down to what he wants to do as as the owner of his team. I will just say that Dylan, we love you. <laughs> and, uh, Some no, of us do. No, I'm sure, and and hang in there. And and uh, though I would look at each week is like just a season, just just a season. So know that you can win any given week because you may have a, a team that has a couple of guys that just has a, a down a down game. And so so again, week to week, just in your mind, make it sound like or seem like my season's on the line or you have some you have a chance to knock someone out of the out of uh, the playoffs exactly right? like we said anything can happen and uh, i certainly hope that he's going to be knocking off some people on on the the standings so drew do you hear that music i do hear that and music that means it's time for a new segment and it's going to be the week four recap so take it away, partner. Starting the recap, we have Team Ball scoring the, the league high with 164 points on the week. That was the, the uh, one of the big upsets for the week. And to start off the matchups, Need to Breeze Hard Knocks against Acme Pack. Acme Pack won 154.2 to 119.4. And some of the big performers here, Todd Gurley, per usual, scored 25 points plus. And Calvin Ridley, the rookie standout. Scoring a lot of points for Chris. Over on Thomas's side, we have Gio Bernard st- stepping in for Mixon and scoring 25 points, and Philip Rivers getting 21 points. Uh, the big, the big bust here: Rashad Penny and Mike Williams, the two, the two young players scoring uh, a total of less than of less than eight points. Going on to the next matchup: Deflator Gators and Mr. Wright. Mr. Wright holding on to his undefeated season, 163 to 124 on the matchup. Big performers Melvin Gordon and Cooper Cup, and on the losing side with JB's team, big performers Tariq Cohen, who is a little bit out of the blue, not completely out of the blue, but he stepped in more than he has this whole season, and then Julio Jones scoring 26 points. Uh, the low Randall Cobb, who was injured on the game, didn't didn't get any plays and scored zero points. Moving on, to, uh, Hot Yoga, your mom's Hot Yoga class, and Team Miller. Team Miller won 147 to 102. Big players here. Kareem Hunt finally got a chance on the on the Chiefs to get some get some running lanes and scored 26 points. And Jared Cook, who is leading all tight ends in, in fantasy points after the first four weeks, he had scored 31 points last week. And over on Dylan's team, team high Zach Ertz, who we just uh, traded over to to Team Ball and. Uh, the big the big bust here, Drew Brees scoring only 8 points for him, and uh, Marvin Jones scoring only 8.6 points as well. Moving on, Team Stump and Team Ball. Again, we already mentioned Team Ball pulling off the upset here, 164 to 131. Point highs, Brandon Cook scoring 25 points, and Matt Ryan, 29 points going against Cincinnati. 
It's on Landon's team over on Stump's team. Deshaun Watson scoring 31 points and DeAndre Hopkins scoring 32 points. Not enough to take over Landon as he had a couple lows and O.J. Howard scoring zero, getting injured in the game. Moving on, last matchup. East Dakota Community College against MLB, MLB Baseball. This was the close matchup that went down to the wire in Monday Night Football. MLB Baseball pulled it off 146-142. to Very close game. Big point guys, Golden Tate and Adam Thielen for, for Mark. And then over on uh, yours truly, big point totals. Alvin Kamara, 41 points. That's becoming a usual for him. And then Travis Kelsey getting 20 points. The big low, the Browns defense at negative three, and Jordan Howard scoring 2.5 points. That concludes our week recap. That was fun and fast, and that was brought to you by... <laughs> uh, wait, you were supposed to come no, up with no, a sponsor. No, you were, you were. Dang it. Okay, we, we, and I guess innovation didn't come through. Oh, we can't say that name. Oh. <laughs> JB, need to come through for us, make us look good. Anyway, thank you very much. That was week four. Week five is going to be also pretty exciting as well. Hey, speaking of week five, we've got a neat, it's not really a segment, but we've got a guest, but he's not live. He's dead. (laughs) Not here. He's not here. He recorded this. So Landon, I had some really great feedback about uh, some some good, some highs, some lows. So uh, anyway, let's shut up and let's uh, hand it over to uh, Landon. Hey guys, thanks for having me on. Um, I would like to first thank myself for the idea of how to crawl back after drafting like a two-year-old. Um, I think this segment will be proven to be one of the most effective segments um, that you guys ever do, sponsored by the company that I work for, which I don't know if I'm allowed to say their name, um, but just a shameless plug to the Logan Ball Agency. Can't speak of our company name again because I think somehow they'd find a way to flag this podcast. Either way, um, so yeah, to talk about my frustrations over the past year, um, I honestly didn't do a ton of research into the front end of the draft. Um, really didn't care. I usually just try to do things, um, usually try to do things to either make Drew or Drew Ryan mad. Um, so I pretty much probably drafted mostly by people's names I knew. Um, but also, I think some of my thoughts with like drafting Brandon Cooks, I thought he would be a huge hit in New England, and he was a little bit of a bust. Um, he's starting to come around again. Um, J.A.J.I., or however you pronounce his name, was great in Miami, and I thought he would be good in uh, Philadelphia. And then the whole running back by committee kind of thing took over uh, in the NFL. So I've been slowly trying to um, dig my way back. I suffer for, from a condition called chronic overmanaging where um, I will sit in bed at night with my fantasy football lineup for like two hours and then for some reason at 2 a.m. I'll decide to um, start, you know, Johnny Manziel over Matt Ryan. And um, then, you know, of course, Matt Ryan goes off on my bench and Johnny Manziel doesn't play in the league anymore. Things like that. Um, so that's been some of my frustrations. But I do like my hopes this year um, not to give away all of my thinking because we don't know if it's right yet. But I think wide receivers are becoming more and more valuable in this league as we've seen some of the rules be more favorable to um, offensive play. Um, and I think the biggest thing to that is definitely the consumer wants to see more offense. The 10 to 10 games where Denver is beating, you know, some other team by one point because they have, 
you know, five safeties isn't as fun to watch as that Thursday night football game with the Vikings and Rams. That was a blast. So um, I think that wide receivers are becoming more and more valuable. For me, it's just been frustrating to find consistent people. So um, everyone, I'm totally open to trades except for Zeke. Zeke is probably my most consistent player. Um, but yes, offer me a trade. But those have been some of my frustrations is just not being able to find consistent guys. Um and then I also suffer from watching guys on, you know, the big screen. You watch on a Thursday night, and you're like, oh, my gosh, they just caught these great passes. i got to pick them up. So then you drop somebody who's more consistent for this one person that might explode. Um, you know, say somebody picks up Aldrick Robinson from the Vikings. He may never catch a pass the rest of the season. So those have been my frustrations. I, I suffer from chronic overmanaging. Um, you guys can certainly give tips. But I like where I'm headed this year um, after beating Stump. I was pretty happy with that. And I still left like 50 points on the bench between Kittle and Jeffrey. So anyway, love this podcast, guys. Miss all of you. Um, let's get back to uh, everyone in Missouri soon. At some point, we can draft and yell at each other and eat burgers somewhere. So love you guys. See ya. Wow, Good. great insight there. Good. For good. for drafting like a two year old, Landon, your team is actually looking pretty good right now. I, so I, I, I'm excited for you. I would not want to be facing him right now. I, I and again, no. One thing we don't like to do is kid joke. Um, we don't want to do that here. Uh, we high, high respect for everybody, right? Absolutely. But last year, I think we just said we're all looking forward to playing Landon's team last year. Agreed. That's not the case this year. He beat one of the top teams in the league, uh, Stump. Uh, so I think Stump had the most number one votes. Is that correct, or was it Chris? It was Chris. It, it was, was Chris. Chris. But I think Stump, Stump was, was up there. He was he was one of the top three. But, I, again, I would not want to play Landon. Landon says some things I think we can all relate to. Chronic over managing what are your thoughts uh, i don't do that i definitely don't do that i don't spend five hours a night looking at my fantasy lineup but no no all all kidding aside landon i think you really described you and <laughs> thousands of fantasy owners around the the globe so uh good feedback he said something else that i wrote down a uh, very insightful comment about wide receivers. Agree or not? What's your thoughts? I think that's a very, very decent insight. And, you know, we can look at, you know, after the season ends this year, you know, how many more points went to wide receivers this year just because of the, you know, the change in the rules and, and they're being really picky on, on quarterbacks getting hit. And so there's going to be more offense in the game. So that's got to go somewhere. And he also said something about a trade. Uh, who is it that he would not trade right now? <laughs> Uh, that would be Zeke Elliott. And how did he get Mr. Zeke Meister? <laughs> I traded him away last year. Uh, that was a trade uh, with him getting Ezekiel Elliott from me, and then I got a first-round pick from him as well as Amari Cooper. So at one point with you getting the first-round draft pick, we thought that's pretty rich. Now, if we recall, just to turn back the clock a bit, Zeke was suspended, right? Yeah, he missed about six weeks of play. So you made that trade when he was in the suspension somewhere, period. Somewhere in there or ensuing. So Landon had foresight that, hey, he's going to be good. I'm willing to give something up. So it benefit. I mean, did it benefit him last year? I mean, he wasn't going to get into the playoffs. but So he's right. probably even thinking of... This year is definitely benefited right, this year. Right, right. And the jury is still out on kind of who has benefited the most from that trade. But uh, so far, I would say both sides are, are doing okay with, with what's happened. And that leads me to another topic. 
the trading block. So last, la- this past week, I, and again, I'm not an expert at the back end on the ESPN uh, league site, our personal admin areas, but I happened to notice trading block. It's like, oh, I forgot about this. And then I started looking. First of all, I did put some players on the trading block, but no one else is. What's your perspective on the trading block uh, on ESPN side? Yeah, so I really do like the trading block. I discovered it quite a while ago because I spend way too much time on on ESPN Fantasy Football. And, you know, it just seemed like a, a, a cool and sensible way to show okay these are the players that i'm willing to give up if the players that i'm not willing to give up aren't on this list then don't try to make some stupid trade for them basically you know and it kind of saves time you know the emailing back and forth of hey are you willing to to let this guy go you know everything is there and you can you can see who you can go out and try to trade for Speaking of the trading... Oh, I have one other question about the trading block. Yes. This is maybe where I need a script, because I almost jumped to the next uh, topic. I was getting ahead of myself, but why aren't more people using the trading block? I think, one, either they don't know what's there, or two, uh, they just don't care enough about using it. Three, maybe they just think there's better, there's other ways... To, to trade players. I don't really know. Is that a little harsh, G2? Don't really care? Is that just a little harsh? <laughs> I think it's, it's fair. <laughs> I think it's fair. Okay. We got a little honesty, a little stirring up a little <laughs> yeah. controversy. Uh, I guess, do, do we need to be... Our, that's not really our personas, is it? No, I don't think so. Oh, well, that, that's, I, no, I like a trading blocks. So take a look at it, uh, Vietnam Nation. I want to go into something that's been inter- that's a bit of intrigue for me. Remember what we did at the beginning of the, or actually not the beginning of the season, but before the season started. Remember our big night, our big draft night, draft night, where everyone got pizzas and 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 iced tea <laughs> and. Uh, I think we're the ice tea uh, bunch, right? Popcorn, uh, steaks. Uh, right? JB pulled out the grill and had a big fish fry. So, for the- so translated, we were all at our computers, all at our own places, uh, nerding out on the computer and, and making making picks, stressing. <laughs> yes, stressing. So what I want to do, what I want to do, G two, is take a look at picks one through ten of the first round and just. Take a look at how they are doing. And Mr. Anthony, Anthony had the number one draft pick. Not only did he have the number one draft pick, his pick is number one in points, at least for the first round. He picked Saquon Barkley from the Giants. And every week has been 20 points or more. Solid, solid draft. Good Um, pick. Could not have asked for a better first pick. Okay, pick number two. We were just speaking of the trade that you made last year with right. Landon, and right. that came with a first-round pick. And that got me Royce Freeman from the Denver Broncos. I picked him anticipating that he would go right into a starter's role. It's been a bit of a committee approach with him and Philip Lindsay. So uh, put this in perspective, Saquon Barkley has 90 points. Uh, Royce Freeman, not quite, almost half that total at 41.4 right. points. Last two weeks, he's come close to 13. Not bad. He's doing really well with his opportunities, so I'm, week- I'm excited. Two weeks in a row, 
uh, double digits, and the two weeks before seven, and then he posted an eight point eight. So hey, not a, g- a good good pick. Uh, pick number three, uh, Thomas, and he picked Rashad Penny from the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, Sixteen point seven points. Thoughts? He's had a rough start. Hasn't really gotten the the opportunity. When we don't we don't know the full story if he hasn't done well in practice, but. Yet to see if he's going to step into a solid role. Feels like lottery pick four. Uh, <laughs> Dylan picked Carry on Johnson with Carry the on Lions. Johnson, yes, forty three point nine so far. I really like him. He's had he's had some solid games in the past couple of weeks. So I want to be funny, and since I never pronounce <laughs> names incorrectly, uh, Drew G two. It should say G two. Pick five. You had Sonny Michael. <laughs> Right. Uh, Sony Michelle was oops, my pick. <laughs> oops, oops. So, uh, um, how's he doing, buddy? I could not be more excited with him. Uh, I I don't want to steal Matthew Berry's thunder here from ESPN, but he is on my love list, and he's already had great weeks back-to-back. 18 and 17.2, respectively. Just wait. He's going to be scoring some 20-plus points for sure. Okay, that leads to pick... Six JB picked Ronald Jones the third. As of yet, he's a bit of a bust. Um, he hasn't gotten a chance to to step in. A bust. That's just a technical term saying that he has not gotten to play and has not scored what he was potentially thought to. He's a running back as well. I don't like to ever comment on myself or my team, but so I'm at the I came in at the number seven slot. Uh, one of my one of my there's a guy uh, that one of my clients just gave me a list. So all I do is I just stuck with running backs, and I could have picked the next guy who, uh, who Joe Ryan picked up. But I picked up Nick Chubb. He had a when I say a breakout week last week, I think that's that's misleading. Breakout to me means he starts all the time. And he had a great, but he got fortunate. He showed had, his potential. Showed his potential. So that's one week, but he's there for the future. Uh, pick eight, Joe Ryan, he picked. Chris Godwin from the from the Buccaneers. He's yeah. been a really great pickup he, for me. He's how many points has he had this year so far? 50, 50 points. He's had, it looks like he's had uh, 13 through 16, and then he had a 4.2. So three weeks, double digits, Peaked at 16 yeah. plus. And he's already been in, in Joe Ryan's starting lineup. In fact, a couple weeks ago when he played me, uh, Godwin scored some points on a Monday night and, and helped him win the game. Good job, Joe Ryan. Good job. And then pick nine, Mr. Chris picked. Calvin Ridley. He's the, the standout wide receiver from the rookie class this year. 78.7 points. Excellent. And then finally, Stump picked. Darius Geis from the Redskins. Injury reserve. He's on the IR, so yet to see what he's going to do. So he knew that, didn't he? Yes, he did. So he, he, I mean, he knew. I think he'd already had the, was it ACL? Right. So he's looking for the future. And with that injury, I mean, that's, I mean, he's already rehabbing. So that's like, I think, a nine to ten month protocol. Right. And so by the time... Camp starts. He will have already. He should already have three months of of good um, running, intense, intense, intensity workouts. So, all right, that's a, a wrap up of our first round. First rounders. I don't think we'll do next week round six <laughs> or seven. Is that a good call? That's a good call. Uh, we have a few more minutes left. So, what I want to do is. 
we just talked about first-round picks. How do you determine, and we talked about this before the show started, the first one that, that we that we deep sixed. Uh, how do you determine someone's upside? And that's something we're looking at week to week, right? Because we're, we're looking at players on the on the waiver wire. We're even looking at players on our own roster. How do you determine someone's upside? When do you give up? Uh, talk to us about that. Yeah, that's a great question. So when you're looking at upside, you know you're kind of looking at uh, you know how high of a ceiling someone may have. Um, you know, if someone who is extremely talented and gets a lot of gets a lot of touches or targets, then their upside is going to be higher than someone who who may be good but is just not getting the looks. And so, you know, when you're deciding who to put in your lineup, or if you're deciding whether to to drop someone onto the free agent wire, then you're looking at well, even if he's you know back from the depth chart, you know, what is his, what are his chances of being able to step in and play a dominant role on the team week to week. Right, exactly. Exactly. Is and I'm putting on the spot right now. Can you think of any players that have had that breakout week? Go back to last year if you have to, who maybe had a breakout week and then they continued it continued. Would Todd Gurley fall into that category, say like even two years ago before the league started? I mean, he obviously had a high upside. Complete, yeah, agree. He had a very high upside, and then you know he had a rookie quarterback that year, and you know it just did not pan out. But yeah, his upside obviously, uh, very very talented guy, and it was getting the amount of touches he needed. So I'm trying to think of this year's uh, really Saquon Barkley is not a good example because they just threw him in immediately. And right. He's been great from day one. So his upside, maybe, do we even, is he maybe a Todd Gurley type? I think very possibly, yes. So if you're having a problem with what's this guy's upside, just just email Drew. <laughs> email G2. So uh, I think that's good advice. And uh, I, I will throw my questions to you, right? Yeah, Absolutely. Bring it on. Uh, before we go on, can we look at your team and say who has upside that maybe is not starting continually? Yeah. Uh, I mean, one of those guys potentially would be Royce Freeman, you know, my uh, second overall pick. He's, again, talented. He has the ability, does not have the full amount of, of touches yet. But again, his upside potentially is there just because of his skill level. One of the reasons I wanted to start this podcast, selfish reasons, I wanted to ask questions. You've been doing this for several years, as you let us know when, when week one of this podcast. One of my questions is out of curiosity, how often do you change your lineup? <laughs> uh, we, we heard Landon bring it up a little bit, but do, do you set it and forget it? Do you set it, set it again, hit reset? How often, and this may be a question we want to survey the rest of the the league, but yeah, very good question. Can, can we do we get to ask you how often yeah, sure. you change it? Sure. So typically at the start of the week, I'll just put in the guys that have the the highest ESPN projection, just so I can see what it is. That's hard. Not so to that I can do. be like, oh, I'm I'm projected to score 145 points, 
And then I start looking at the ESPN rankings once they come in, usually like on Wednesdays. And it so is, then I'll start. It, it's Wednesdays. Yeah, yeah. And so then I'll start determining, you know, what I really want to do. And then on Thursdays, I, uh, that's when Matthew Berry's rankings come in. And I, I kind of refer to his more than anyone else. And so I'll look at it again Thursday and then look over, you know, individual player analysis and, and who I like in the matchups and everything. And, and so I might do it one more time just to double check that I feel confident in my decision. Have you ever changed your lineup at 11? Well, let's say after you get home from church service, have you ever checked your lineup one last time and said, I think I'm going to make a change? Uh, You mean making a change during the church service? (laughs) (laughs) The answer is yes. So you're you're actually you're you're setting the pew, and your thumbs are moving, <laughs> and and someone someone kicks your your leg because you said yes. <laughs> Maybe you actually do change it on a Sunday. Yeah, I've I've definitely done that before. Where usually it's when there's like an injury concern that I'm worried about. Okay, okay. Any advice? <laughs> Any advice? for the rest of our uh, fellow Vietnam Nation uh, members. Any advice on on them setting their lineups? Yeah, just do better. <laughs> Every day, just do better. <laughs> do better. That's, that is really good, yeah. deep advice. I really try to. Do you think uh, Mr. Barry would make any, have any suggestions for us? Don't overthink. Don't overthink. Didn't we hear Lance We I think we that? just have, have already gone over that. All right, we've made it through podcast number three. Uh, don't forget, we are in iTunes. Feel free to show show some love. Uh, give us some. Uh, I, well, I don't even know what you do. Do you upvote? Do you like it? Do you, you can send us money. <laughs> send us money. That works. Uh, <laughs> sponsorships. Um, who, who does Landon work for? He he wanted to say the name. It, it is he's he's in the insurance business. It, does something with like farming, <laughs> farming related with a certain state. <laughs> We're getting, getting close. Getting close. No, seriously, we appreciate all the high fives. We've had some very nice, uh, pleasant comments. Really appreciate that. Uh, Landon's uh, that that was very those are just very kind words heartfelt means a lot so thank you for for everyone uh, just thank you and I wish everyone the best of luck for week five right absolutely so we'll see you next week this is two G's alrighty bye bye thank you for listening to Vietnam Fantasy Football Talk with the two G's Mark and Drew.